Hi, hey, hello. How is everybody doing? What is up? Thank you for tuning in. Happy weekend. Happy evening. Happy morning. Wherever it is you're, you're listening from or whenever it is that you're listening from. Thank you for tuning in. I just wanted to give a big thank you to everybody for tuning in. Yeah, we hit just over 100 downloads the other day. So thank you for that. That's huge. I haven't really like, you know, shared this out. Like I share it to my friends and my family and whatever, my colleagues, my coworkers. But thank you so much for just also blasting that out to people. Because without you guys and without all this support, it doesn't get to 100. So here's to bigger things to come and more follows, more listens, more all that, more clicks, whatever you want to call it. But thank you so much for all the support thus far, and I truly, truly appreciate each and every one of you. And a lot of you have responded and given me your feedback and or how this episode relates to you or whatever. So thank you so much for that as well, because I really appreciate knowing how you thought about the episode, what you thought about it, if it resonated with you, if it didn't. You know, I've had people tell me that really didn't resonate with me, but that's cool too. Like, I like all the feedback. So anyway... I want to start this by saying thank you for that. And you guys are absolute rock stars. Quick update from my last episode. Obviously, there was some time in between that one and this one. Paintball. <laughs> we did We did all right. Um, I remember mentioning that there was a, like I think I said I had practice. And we have an event coming up. That event was in like the middle of October. We did all right. We came fourth. We were first in the round robin in the preliminary rounds, and then we kind of choked a little bit. But that happens. That happens in sports, obviously. And uh, we just we just didn't hit when we needed to hit, and we came fourth. But all in all, we did all right. We finished the season, I think, like sixth overall at a possible 15 teams. So if you erase our two very horrible placement wins or losses, if you want to call them, placements in two of the events, we would have done all right. So anyway, just we did all right. We could have done better, but we did all right. Already looking forward to next season. Can't wait for that to happen. We'll see what happens. Uh, I have a story to tell you. Recently, I did some work as an EA in Simcoe County. I currently do like occasional supply for them. And I worked at a school and it was super fun. It was actually not not a horribly cold day, so that was kind of nice. But went, worked at a school hung out with some interesting kiddos, some interesting clients, met some interesting people, had a really good connection moment with one kid who I guess was kind of struggling with some other people. So it was nice to sort of walk into that building and build that rapport right away. I liked liked that moment and I enjoyed that they were just very receptive to what I had to say to them. So that was a sort of a heartfelt kind of, you know, warming moment for me. On the other side of that, though, there were definitely some challenges. I... I was dealing with this one little JK kid who was really struggling and a lot of escalations happened and a lot of things went down and I feel very empathetic for them. And I'm just sorry to hear that it's it must be hard. I can imagine how that little kiddo must have felt because, you know, I can imagine how I would feel in a situation like that, right? And if I was if I was that age and and um, that being said though definitely made me think about fostering. And a lot of people actually ask me this, they sort of through the podcast, but also just talking about like my history and my life and my career and how I ended up where I am. People go, Oh, you fostered. 
and I tell him like, yes, you know, like my partner and I at the time, we, we fostered, we fostered for about three years, two and a half, I guess, March, 2020 to March, 2023 was the whole process. And so I just want to talk a little bit about that because most people ask me like, how do you get into that? How do you do that? That's so cool. And honestly, it is cool. Cool is a good word, but cool also doesn't really define or cover how I feel about it. I think it's very rewarding work. I think fostering is ultimately what led me to wanting to be in a social work field and to help people and help children and help youth. Because again, and cool, cool is a poor term. I think rewarding and heartfelt and compassion are other words that I would use because a lot of these clients that come into your care, like they just need love and structure. You know, they need someone to tell them that the world isn't ending, that they are perfectly okay being exactly who they are and that with some help and some resources and some supports around them, they can continue to thrive, they can continue to learn, they can continue to grow and be the, hopefully, the best version of themselves. So that's how I feel about that. Where I'm going with this is that the process is pretty intense. People, again, as I said earlier, ask me, what'd you do? How's the process? What's it like? It starts with applying to the agency you have to set up a phone call with their their intake line, I guess, for lack of a better term. And then they schedule like a meeting to talk to you. Then you check a few boxes. You do like a, like a home study. So they come into your house. They make sure, you know, all the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed, appropriate safety measures are in place, home is clean, home is tidy, that kind of thing. They then do a bit of a background history on yourself, like you're medically fit to obviously perform and look after tiny humans or bigger tiny humans. And you have to then do like a history, you know, here's my little bit about my family and pre-existing conditions or this or that or the other, or here's some quirks about us, that kind of thing. Then they talk to your family, which is pretty cool and a little intimidating, I think, actually. You always, you know, paint the best version of yourself, right? But then to, to it can be a little invasive. But anyway, that part's cool. And then you, once you're all done that whole process, then you check boxes about like your life and history and what you've been through and whether it's professionally, personally, financially, all those things culturally. Then when you are accepted, you have to do a training program. And the training program is pretty cool, actually. It's called Pride Training. It's an eight-month process. So there's like 16 different modules. Kind of like learning. It's like online-based learning. Normally, it's in person, but they did it online for us because it was like prime COVID time. And so they developed an online model of, of their training, which I thought was really cool. It's a little less engaging and interactive because, again, you're not in a classroom. But it's very cool because you can learn at your own pace. You can skip ahead, right? Like you don't have to wait like the week to week to week kind of thing to do the modules. You can just blaze through them in an afternoon if you're understanding it and you're getting it. And then you go through these modules. They're pretty intense. They talk about everything from, you know, how to communicate with birth parents to access visits to what to do in the event of harm or self-harm or cultural norms in the event of reunifying with the parent or building a relationship with their family members members if they can't reunify with the parents or go back home. It's pretty intensive stuff. And it's definitely a moment to go through it and reflect on sort of, again, I talked about this in previous episodes, but like your vices and what you rely on, you know, your support system, how you handle stress and trauma. It was a pretty cool experience to to make you sort of self-reflect as well as teach you some new skills. And anyway, as you go through these, you then have to do, you know, there's like 
I think it's five to ten like correspondence type questions that are then graded at the end based on your comfortability and your knowledge of what you just learned, as well as your own personal opinions of how you would implement some of these in your home in the event of. So I thought that was really cool. I honestly didn't expect those questions to be as intense as some of them were, but it was very cool to, again, go through that experience and learn that and work work through those modules. Anyway, after you do that, then you do like a bit like another home study to check your home, make sure nothing's changed in those months and et cetera, et cetera. And then they say, congrats, you have finished it. We may call you in a week. We may call you in a month. You're now put as active foster parents and then you you wait. You wait for the phone call. And that's a pretty, for me personally, I don't know how how my partner at the time feels. Well, I kind of do, but it was, it's sort of one of those things where it's like, you're kind of on the edge of your seat. You're sitting there going, are they going to call us? Are they not going to call us? How long will it be until they call us? And you sit here and you, again, you go, well, we'll call us when they call us. Let's carry on with our lives. Like what have you. And then randomly get a phone call. And for us, again, we didn't expect that this would happen as quickly as it did. I think it was exactly like six days from the moment that we had completed our training and were officially deemed active status with the agency that we worked with. We get a phone call. And I'll always remember this day because it was just a very wild day. I get a phone call from, again, my partner at the time. And she says, hey, what are you doing tonight? I said, I don't know, like I just worked like I'm, you know, I work is working from home at the time because it was COVID. And she says, we have a foster kid that's coming over. And I said, pardon, they're coming over. Anyway, long story short, they had called her because she was a primary contact. And there was a bit of an emergency that needed a child in care right away. Could have been short term, could have been long term, they weren't sure. And so she said, well, yeah, let's do it. Like, that's what we signed up for. So I found out after we had already said yes, which I think is funny, because again, it was a great time. Um, and we had this this client for like nine months. So it was a very, uh, very quick thing to happen. You're planning dinner that night. And then the next thing you know, you're now you're welcoming a, a younger human into your home. So definitely not how I expected my, uh, my Tuesday night to go. But it was great. It was really cool. It's a weird process. It's, you know, you, you're meeting someone for the first time. And obviously this kid is, is scared. I don't blame them. They're, this particular child was very young school age. And it's a nervous thing for them, for us. You know, you want to make sure you say all the right things or you try to figure out their mannerisms and, and try to get them to open up and talk. And I think we developed a much better process as we had, you know, a few other clients in the home over those three years. But the first one, like you're terrified. You're you're trying to make the most of what to them is probably a very traumatic and scary situation. And even for us, right, it, it was new. It was new. It was it was foreign. It was pretty pretty high up there on the on the anxiety list for us too. I think. And eventually, those things start to mesh together, right? And they the agency gives you a little blurb about this child and who they are and what they're interested in and how they operate in their day to day lives. But it's always that that newness and that learning to feel each other out. I think that that sort of grace period that is is interesting to me, the most interesting to me. And then you get used to it, and then the honeymoon phase ends pretty abruptly and then you see their quirks you see their calm you see their challenges you see their difficulties their struggles their strengths you see all that good stuff and so we had this individual for nine months and it was great and then eventually they were reunified with their family so you know again there's a lot more to that story and there's highs and lows for that 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 i'm not going to get into but 
it was a pretty quick nine months. And again, you like to provide love and structure to these humans and hope the best for them. And, you know, to this day, we both still wish that individual well and want the best for them. And so that was our first taste of fostering. The next two were sort of, they were much older. They were, you know, they were teenagers. Went from a very young school age individual to teenagers. Uh, Again, they weren't at the same time. We only usually had one in our home at a time. And to me, that's where I learned a lot about myself. And that's kind of where I'm going with this today is that I did not realize sort of what my patience threshold was. I didn't realize that I had to do a lot of self-reflection while I was helping some of the challenges of this individual or these, these clients, especially these teenagers, because they are going through a lot of different things and various challenges that some, you know, you can relate to yourself and some you can't relate to yourself at all. You just have to try to learn it and hope that they share some stuff about it and see what you can make of it. And then you try to help them. And I think this one particular client, I have, again, I have a soft spot for this person as well, for all of them, but specifically for this person, because they really taught me a lot about how I try to diffuse conflict and what I do in the event of sort of not a crisis, but like some chaos, if you will, and trying to navigate maintaining my composure while also trying to make sure that they feel validated while also making sure everyone else in the room is feeling okay and understands and is validated. And it just, it really taught me a lot about who I am as a human. And again, gave me this passion that I enjoy. I love helping people and I want to help these clients have the best, most fulfilling lives that they can. And you don't know how long you have sometimes with these clients. So you try to make the most of it while you have it. And I think that for me, again, personally, I'm not going to speak on my partner at the time's behalf, but it really opened my eyes to one, how the system operates and sort of the things that we all think happen or don't happen. You know, it really opened your eyes to what really goes on or how many kids are actually struggling in our communities and what we can do to help. And I think that, again, aside from learning about, you know, myself and growing as a human, it was how we can give back the staples that are in place to support these kinds of individuals that that need a little extra support, need a little extra help, or need to be engaged in activities with their community, that kind of thing. I think that it really, fostering really opened my eyes to a lot of what's missing, as well as what is accessible. And I think that it's a very interesting opportunity to be able to be a foster parent, it's a it's a privilege. It's a lot of learning on the fly as well. You know, like we all have our own workers that we work with, but it's a lot of learning on the fly and doing it your own way and putting your own spin on things and, and running with it, right? So I think that all in all, it's a very interesting experience. I definitely encourage people if they are considering fostering, please call your local agency, your local CAS, explore the option, ask them for some information on some of that stuff and see... If it's for you, if it's a good fit. Now, flash forward, obviously I work in a social work field as well as I do a lot of respite work on my off time because again, I'm so passionate about what I do and trying to make a positive difference in the lives of all these kids and these teens that I just, I genuinely enjoy what I do now. And I think fostering for me, right? Three years ago, three and a half, almost four years ago now, I guess really helped to propel me in a way that I'm happy and professionally propel me in a way that's going to be one, I can be successful. And two, I can also be happy with doing what I'm doing. 
And so I never really thought of it that way before until again, I'm in this field and I never thought I would be a foster parent until I was. And now I love what I do. So yeah, that was just kind of me rambling. However, I had a lot of questions about it. I wanted to throw them out there. If you have any questions about fostering or about the agency or about my time spent with it or stuff like that, um, obviously I'm not going to name names or people or whatever, but please reach out to me. I encourage it. I'll try to answer everything as best as I can. And uh, yeah, that being said, again, I appreciate all the support so far. I appreciate everyone listening to these episodes. Without you, I don't have a podcast. I mean, I have it for me, but <laughs> I'm happy that it has supported everybody else and that people have really resonated with it and have reached out to me and, and shared their thoughts. So thank you for that. That means the world to me. I've thanked everyone I think like three times, so I'll carry on with it now. But yeah, just a huge thank you. I really, truly appreciate it. Sorry if I sound funny. I'm I'm getting over a chest thing. Anyway, that's all I have for today. Just wanted to kind of ramble on. This is less, uh, this episode was sort of a less of a here's how I see my life moment now to just here's a fun story that I wanted to share. So please bear with me on that and that everyone can still understand where I'm coming from on that. And you guys can still follow me along with this. I will be doing some stories as well as, you know, some of my new outlooks on life. So thank you so much for tuning in for that. And yeah, till next time, we will talk soon. Please, again, check out the episodes, share it if you can share it with your friends, family. And thank you for us hitting more than now, more than 100 downloads. I couldn't have done it without you. So thank you so much. Till next time, we will chat soon. Have a great day. Enjoy yourselves. Goodbye. Ciao.